Hello, how's everyone doing? We all good? It's me, Lewis Left. Welcome to the show. Long drives, late nights and lobby calls. This is a podcast about the realities of the live music industry and the stories from the people on stages to everyone else behind the scenes. So today I have Henry Appleby, drummer extraordinaire, actually a really close friend of mine as well, so there was no better place to start off this podcast. Uh, we go through an array of things. We talk some function horror stories that he's been through, along with some COVID mental health issues due to the fact of this pandemic we have had zero gigs. Um, but we also have a lot of fun touring stories to get your teeth into. So strap yourself in, enjoy the show. Long drives, late nights, and lobby calls. This podcast has it all. With Lewis Left. For, for that, like, I mean, I haven't done as much as it, but I do prefer live. Like, I prefer mm. being prepared. I guess it's just the kind of person I am. And I just yeah. um, I just like knowing what's going on ahead of time. Lovely. So I can prepare the best I can. I think, yeah, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to... I don't know, I've never really done studio stuff. I've always done live. But it's also because I've been winging it 24-7. So, who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> mate, let's, mate, let's get into the function thing. Because I remember when I first started touring and... and you know asking the musicians who i was working with how do you earn money when you're not touring then everyone was like Mm. yeah you just do functions explain explain functions a little bit and some of the hilarity that goes on behind it well because one thing that sorry sorry one thing that comes to struck struck to me was that the fact that you can literally get a group chat together of like oh i know he plays bass she sings he plays drum and she plays guitar put him in a group chat here's the set list off your pop yeah (laughs) i mean if 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 there's if you ever see a band on in like either at a party, a wedding, um, in a restaurant or something, that that'd be like considered a function if if you yeah. didn't know already. So people, yeah, like you say, you can get thrown together. Or I tend to like I've got a band and a little agency and put things together for people. And yeah, you just get people you know who can do the job. I mean that if you've done functions. It's a lot of the same material, unless you're doing a specific thing like, oh, it's a jazz gig, like it's a lot of the same material. So people know know the tunes a lot of the time. And even like, oh, there's little hits people putting in certain songs. Yeah. But like everyone kind of learns, everyone just knows yeah. it because if you've been doing it for a, a long time. But to be honest, man, a lot of the time, if you're doing some higher end, decent functions, they it can pay a lot more than than pop stuff. So right. pop stuff's maybe a bit more fun, a bit more glamorous, um, in a sense. But then, really, like money-wise, you can you can clean up doing functions. Um, if you're in a good band who get high-end work, you can yeah. do really well. And um, you know, and normally, if you're in a high-end band, they've got good arrangements and good players, and and it can be really fun, even though you're playing um, covers and function tunes. I've had more fun. Probably some of the funnest gigs I've done have been functions, just with really good bands. Oh, man. Um, rather than, you know, playing pop music that you might not necessarily like. Not that I yeah. love playing some of the function songs, but like I said, if it's a good band, anything can kind of sound really good. Um, I mean, that really yeah. goes for pop as well, but generally, if it's in a function set, it's normally a decent enough song. Uh, any any nightmares? Any nightmare function stories that you can think of? Oh, God. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's, <laughs> I mean, the, the worst thing that's ever happened to me was there was an agency um, who we all, like me and my kind of friendship group, all used to play for. And they were really that 
they had good money behind them, but they would go into that lower end, so they weren't going for mm. these big elaborate gigs. They right. were going for lower end stuff, and they were paying the band really badly. Now, oh, okay. one of the things they did, like I'm talking like a hun- uh, the, the standard rate was £144. So okay. not even, not e- I mean, that would give it away for a lot of people if there's musicians listening, but yeah. <laughs> not even rounding it up to 145 or 150 yeah. It's just one four four, which kind of tells you everything. But which I think one fifty a gig is an average price for a musician, even a you know a stagehand uh, backline yeah. tech. I'd say what you know for people that maybe aren't accustomed to it, they probably hear that and go, yeah, one fifty, yeah, I can do that. But yeah. actually, I think one fifty is a pretty good standard. Yeah, entry level kind of thing. Well, not entry level. Entry level for me was twenty five pound a day, but yeah, one hundred and fifty <laughs> is good. So anyway, one four four. Yeah, no, so, so th- th- this agency would send bands out and like a lot of function bands, the promo, you're not necessarily going to get the band from the promo who are going <laughs> to turn up to play your wedding because the chances are if the musicians are good and worth their salt, they can be off doing something more yeah. exciting that, than a, especially for a function for £144. Yeah. So I'd been putting bands out for this agency for maybe two or three years from when I was in college and it was great for the time and like I was happy to have the work and the money and it kind of, you know, I learned how not to do it really. Yeah. Um, but I was out doing this wedding and the singer who is an amazing singer, she does like, a, but pre-COVID she was doing like BVs for Noel Gallagher and she's like legit killing singer. Yeah. Yeah, but she yeah. told me, oh, I've got this session, I'm not going to make sound check. So already... The, the groom had come in and been like, where's the singer? And I explained, like, oh, she's stuck in traffic. Blah, blah. I didn't tell him. She was doing a session. But blah, blah, blah. Um, sh- she'll be here, don't worry. So I could... The, the way that the room was set up, it was right next to where the wedding was happening. So we're Aww. quietly setting up in a room. We couldn't sound check um, because they're li- I can hear the guests and I can hear the speeches. And oh we could God. hear... The groom was absolutely battered, and the things he was saying to his family and friends, like stories about when he met his wife and they had a one-night stand, and all the, I was like, I can't believe your parents are sat there, and her parents are sat there, and you're saying these horrendous things. But anyway, oh so he was battered, God. we didn't think anything of it. And unfortunately, this was a cash gig, which sounds great, oh. like, oh, cash, but for me as the band leader, I've got to then go up to whoever and get the money yeah. before we play. And this pissed groom was basically like... Yeah, if you're any good, um, I had to go into like the middle of where the wedding was happening and found yeah. found the groom. I was like, oh, have, have you got that? Well, I found the best man, and he was like, yeah, the groom's got the money, and yeah. he was basically like, well, I haven't heard you, so I'm not going to pay you bev- until I've heard you. And yeah, I was like, like, give me the bag, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that that's not how it works. Like, I need the money, or I can't put my guys on stage if you don't pay me. Yeah. And he was like, you're not even the band from the promo. Like, the singer had got there at that time. He was like, that's not the singer. How do I know she's rubbish? I was like, trust me, she she's you're gonna have a great time. And yeah. at this point, he starts to like raise his voice, and everyone in the wedding, the wedding starts to stop. Oh, everyone's eating, no. and everyone's turned around, like looking at us. Like oh, what? Man. And I look like the knob, and he's kind. Yeah, he of course, starts, exactly. Yeah, it's nothing to do with me. I'm just paid to put the band together and turn up. It's the agency's deal that they haven't told him it's going to be. A, it's probably in the small print, <sighs> you know, in the contract that no yeah. one reads. But um, yeah, he basically started shouting at me, saying like, "You've come on my wedding day. You're taking the piss. This isn't what I've paid for. You're not who. You're not from the video." <laughs> and I'm there, and I remember it was something like. It was midsummer. It was probably the fifth gig on the trot, and I was ill. Mm. 
And I was just oh. there like, this is my last gig. I just need to do this gig and go home and I can rest for like two days or whatever. And yeah. I just remember him shouting at me and everyone's now looking. And there's now oh. a group of like the groomsmen, yeah, his dad, like all yeah, these people yeah, yeah, are just around bold. me. Like I'm the bat and being like, come on, mate. You know, people are shouting in like, come on, mate, you're taking the piss. And, oh, and I was no. like, man. And I, I remember saying to him, I was like, man, if you feel like that, like if you don't want to pay us, I'll just pack up and leave. Like I don't need to. Yeah. And, yeah, which yeah, I would yeah. never say at someone's wedding, especially to the groom, but yeah. I'm ill, it's gig five on the trot, yeah. and I'm kind of over it, and he's being And you've groomed, just got a face like, full as well, like you've yeah. just got a face full of it, so... And he he literally said to me, if you pack up now, I'm going to smash your face in. Oh and I was my like, god. Obviously, I've never been threatened on a gig before, so I was like, okay, and turned around and walked away. And just and went back in our room, which is literally right next to it, and started packing my drums down. And then the yeah, father absolutely. of... The, his dad or the father of the bride came in and was like, no, mate, he's only joking. Here you go. Here's the cash. He was like, how much do you need? And he and the groom had the money. I'd seen he had the envelope. And this guy opened uh, his wallet and he had fat stacks of cash. And the band, we were only like, oh, mate, this is like, the, the I don't bag. know who he was. <laughs> and he had all the money. And the, the band, we only get paid. It was something like I had to collect like 850. And he had yeah, yeah, way yeah, more yeah. than that. And he was like, yeah, mate, like it's no, like yeah, he was yeah. buying around. Here's a tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a tip for your troubles. <laughs> but yeah. And then obviously we played and killed it. And the guy loved it. And the groom was like, I'm so sorry. I should have known. Yeah, afterwards. You're amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But man, yeah. That's probably the worst thing that's ever happened. Oh my God. That is amazing. That that's uh, The fact is that he's like, yo, I'm going to, like, I'll smash your face in. It's instantly one of those things of just like, okay, cool. I'm definitely leaving then. Like, because yeah. you're not going to smash my face in. I've got a band yeah. for the people here. Like, yeah. you're not going to, you're not going to get close to this, mate. I think yeah. that's always quite weird when, like, it turns aggressive at a gig yeah. because it's super rare that that happens. Oh, yeah. Never, that's the only time it's happened to me. Yeah. In it's super, years, super rare because people are obviously very high tension, stress, shouting, rah, rah, rah. But. It's very, very rare that people will get violent, but I think that's yeah. mental. Yeah. Um, mate, so what's, what's, have a little think, but what's your, um, what's your latest, um, what's your latest night and earliest lobby call? So, like, I always look at this as like, when you do the fly out shows, it's like, but you've already done a gig the night before, so you get to bed late, but you also get, get your lobby call to get up is like super early. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, just when I met my girlfriend, Em, mm-hmm. we six six years ago, um, I we went out shout for a drink out one em. night. Yeah, shout out Em. She'll never listen to this. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, we went out one night, and then I saw her the next night. Funnily enough, we went out again, and oh, I sick. stayed out with her. Uh, we went for dinner and we walked around a nice park in, in Hampstead or something. And basically I was out with her till about two in the morning, um, just like getting to know each other and having a great time. And I had to be at the airport for for a show in um, in Hungary, I think. No, Budapest. Oh, wow. Was it in Budapest? Yeah. Budapest is in Hungary, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember if it was in Hungary or... Anyway, I think I think it was in Budapest, that show. Okay. So I had to... So I basically went home and I packed my bag, but went to sleep for maybe an hour... And then went oh. back and went back to the um, to the airport. Not back, but went to the airport. So then we fly to Hungary, um, do the show in Budapest, and I was in Budapest for less than twenty four hours because <laughs> then we had another. Then we had three shows in Greece. So oh. 
I didn't sleep, say, the Thursday night. Friday night mm-hmm. in Budapest. We do the show. Again, we go back to the hotel, and I remember setting my alarm, and I had 37 minutes to sleep by the time oh, we got back to the hotel God. after the festival. Slept, and or didn't sleep. Closed my eyes. My alarm instantly went off, and then yeah. I had to get up and leave. Went to Greece, and then we... I, th- I don't know if we went straight to a show or I might have had that evening off, but I remember getting to Athens and we had a really nice hotel and just being oh, like, oh my God, this is heavenly. Like just yeah, getting yeah, in yeah. there. Because even just sitting at an airport for, you know, the two hours before your flight is like, especially oh, on it's... no sleep, it just feels like the worst thing ever. In Hunter, yeah. I would take it now. Pre-COVID, you know, or like... <laughs> During COVID, I would take that 100%. Yeah, I would love yeah, to be at yeah, that yeah. airport. But at the time, I just remember being like, oh, this is just horrible. Like, my sleep yeah, is all over the worst. place. Yeah, so that probably takes it. Oh, my God. That's like a good, like, 72 hours worth. And you've only slept for, was... like, a couple of hours. Now, there could have been a show that the night we got to Greece, I can't remember if there was, but I feel like, oh, now nah, maybe it was just man. those. Maybe it was just those. But, yeah, there you go. Oh, mate. Yeah, well, what's... One. um. There's a there's a kind of there's a weird thing with touring where you know you go travelling quite a lot you're out and about seeing places but the reality is that you're actually not really seeing a lot of the place of yeah. where you are you're mainly seeing like a backstage room like you're saying previously if you're drumming and it's a bigger gig you know you are literally just playing so you do have that time to go wander but a lot of the time you're sleeping you are literally just sleeping like resting yeah. up all the time and um, is there a place where you've been and you'd want to go and visit again because you haven't mm. seen it or it, or it is a place that you could recommend um, but that is a place that you found through touring basically like an adventure location uh, I did a gig in India uh, a function a very high end Indian wedding where I don't know if this is tradition or this is like what they do shows how cultured I am but it was the 10th <laughs> day of celebrations of their wedding so they had been celebrating uh-huh. this wedding for 10 days and the yeah. band I was with was like a really good um, f- function band um, and it was like a 15 piece band there was like I was on drums my like best mate was on percussion there's horns yeah. there's six or seven singers I think seven singers um, it's all choreographed it was like a big deal and it was on a fort on top of a mountain in India. Um, oh my god. A place called Jodhpur. And the fort is actually. It's like uh, unbelievable. The fort was amazing. It's like a big tourist attraction in the town. Yeah. Um, but it's actually the. In, in the third Christopher Nolan Batman movie. <laughs> Batman. With, oh, what? When called? he's. Rising. Is it Rising? Uh, Dark, Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Dark Knight Rising, yeah. When he breaks his back. Yeah, and, and he gets a, chucked in, in a hole. prison. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's where that's where it was filmed. No way. Yeah, um, this fort. Sorry, uh, it begins with M. The fort. I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called, but it's in Jodhpur, and yeah, that was pretty epic. Like we we went there for sound check in the day, and I was like, this is amazing. And then when yeah. we got there at night, um, like on the way the hill up to the drive, mm. there's like a hundred men holding torches. There oh was when we got to the God. like like on the on the road on on either side, yeah. hundred blokes holding torches. Then you get to the top. There was three elephants, <laughs> um, just there to to, just to greet you. Just chilling. And yeah, yeah. You walked Give through like peanuts. a tunnel of camels. There was like <laughs> all these camels, and then at, when you got into the fort, there was like snake charmers, these crazy like drummers. Like it was it was like another level. 
Yeah. Mate. That, that was ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah, I would love to, to, to answer quickly. I'd love to spend more time in India. I really liked India. Mate. And the food was unbelievable. Did you get any Deli Belly stuff? I don't no. know if that's an 80s myth or not, but... No, 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 no. It's very real. Like, one of the... I think the... Um, the sax player, um, as all horn players are, loves mm-hmm. to drink. And uh, he was drinking, like... We were all at the bar after the gig, like, getting smashed. But we were all, like, no ice. Because that's, obviously, the ice yeah. is water. You can't drink the water. Yeah. And he basically was like, nah, fuck it, I it doesn't matter. Like, Scottish. <laughs> Terrible. You wouldn't know he's Scottish from that impression. But he... Uh, and he told me... He was fine, like, the next day when we flew, obviously, travelling for a few days. And he mm. said he was absolutely fine until he got home. And when he put his key in the door, he was like, oh, my stomach. And then oh, went in no. and, and, yeah, had the deliest of bellies for, uh, for, uh, for a few <laughs> days. The, yeah. He put the D in deli, yeah, yeah. He did, he really did, yeah. Downtown pushdown. Mate, yeah. I think um, I've, got, I've got one little last thing that I want to ask you. All right, and I think it's a, it's a weird one because I know how much of a flipping foodie you are. So what... <laughs> what's your road food so what's like your go-to when you're on the road now obviously when you're in europe and you know you're out and about you've it's a bit more difficult but you can include that if you want but when it comes to being on the road you haven't really got much time to sit and whatever or maybe you have what's your go-to i mean i am a foodie but i'm a piece of shit as in pizza is my favorite food in the world (laughs) yeah and a lot of the time and like, ketchup. Whether Henry it's has from an like, obsession with ketchup. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. Although not not really with pizza, weirdly. But um, I love ketchup. <laughs> uh, blood type Heinz. And uh, I, I would probably have a, a pizza, even though it's dirty. And I try and be as healthy as I can on the road because it really bogs you down after a few days if yeah. you just eating eating from a service station. You can get a good pizza from like a shitty kebab house or yeah. like a really high end like restaurant in italy or whatever or not even high end there's a place in florence that i've been to two or three times when i've been in florence and it's like the best pizza i've ever had it's just so what, simple what, but so good what makes it so what makes it simple is it just a cheese and basil margarita ting or cheese and basil with buffalo mozzarella oh, um, and truffle talking. oil and i would never be like oh yeah i'll put some truffle oil on but something about that pizza i don't even know what the restaurant's called but it's in a beautiful little like court area and it's probably not like a fancy restaurant, but that pizza. I literally, last time I was in Florence, I walked for like 45 minutes from our hotel just to go to that pizzeria because <laughs> the first time I went there, it like blew my mind how good the pizza was. But yeah, that's amazing. probably pizza. But there's nothing, what, what about like, I want to know like service station. Like the service stations oh. in, in the UK are like, they're not great, let's be honest. But there no. are some stonkers in there. When you So like, like, like. I mean, when we did that, we, me and Henry did an infamous tour, 2016, 17, maybe, February yeah. 2017, maybe, where um, we first basically really got to know each other. I met Henry on a gig before, um, and then he got me in on this uh, little like two-week, maybe three-week run in the UK, mm. uh, starting at the Isle of Man, which was a bit, which was hilarious. Yeah, Isle of Man is a is a very different place to the UK. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, that's where we basically started with being like, we're always going to start a tour with Nando's at Beckersfield yeah. Services. Yeah. But the, <laughs> see, now I'm vegetarian. I stopped eating meat about a year ago. Mm. Nando's ain't that great anymore. Mate, me and Anna went and like their menu is super reduced for vegetarian stuff. 
So I was like, meh, I don't know about what, that at, anymore. What do you mean, at the moment or in general? At, um, no, at Nando's at the moment, yeah. Oh, okay. What, is it like a COVID menu? Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's like they've only got, they've only got like the bean burger as a vegetarian beanie, option, yeah. that's it. There's no kind oh. of like halloumi, portobello, mushroom thing oh. going on or nothing. Oh, you need the halloumi. That's what keeps me Mate, going. you do need the halloumi. The, uh, um, honestly, cheese is the only thing stopping me from being vegan. Really? Like, I don't drink milk. Uh, well, I drink oat milk, but cheese is, cheese is the only thing that, that I could, I would find hard to give up. Otherwise, I could be vegan, I feel, like, quite happily. Mm, interesting. I mean, you didn't but ask, like... but I'm telling you, mate, all right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, my name's Henry, I'm vegan, but I'm not. I'm a vegan. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to it, because basically on the, on the motorways in the UK, you've got either a Waitrose and Burger King mm. kind of motorway, or you've got a McDonald's, Greg's and an M&S type of motorway stop. Yeah. I think that's I think that's right. Yeah. What what's your like cuz I'm not going to lie when I'm driving and I see one or the other I'll wait for the other one. I'll be like yeah, oh you yeah, know what I yeah. don't fancy that right now I'm going to wait for the other one. But yeah. say you're say we're doing a drive what's the one that you're like Lou we got to stop there cuz this well, is where Well there's like after that after the my birthday when I was we were hanging there was there's a one on the way back from Mate. Liverpool with the Leon. Yeah. And if there's a Leon, I'll take oh, a, Le- a Leon over anything. Like Leon's Literally. banging. Um, but uh, if there's yeah Waitrose or M and S, either of those because I, I know they're more pricey. If there's PDs though, y- you're laughing. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'll take anything because just because you can get a healthier option, and I can't. Yeah. There's nothing at Burger King or McDonald's that I really want to eat now. Nah, at the moment. no, like, no, no, no. We're not 16 anymore. We can't. My, yeah. like, my belly moves differently now. I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, really I mean, veggie that. wise though, because because yes, the that's what I mean. Options. But same, oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And like Burger King, it's like ten pound. You're like, wow. Yeah, pardon me. I, feel I might empty. as well just. That's like literally. So PDs is like per diems, and normally when you're touring, um, and this is an average kind of uh, average kind of thing. I think on functions you're very rare to get them, um, but uh, you'll get money to spend per day for lunches and dinners and stuff ironically they're very very optimistic like 15 pounds to spend yeah. for three for three eating three times a day is pretty impossible but if you've got a good yeah. catering on your gig you know you might be you might be all right sometimes if you're lucky enough you've got full catering and pds you can just save yeah. your pds oh yeah and you know go and buy some stuff while you're out but mate that time me and henry drove back from liverpool i feel like we need to get deeper into it a little bit maybe for another episode but we were driving back and as i'm in the car park um, sorry, before we started to drive back and Henry gets in the van and it's the, the rest of the band are in the van. There's only a couple of us. It's like four or five of us or something. And, uh, <laughs> and Henry's like, mate, I'm bad. Like, I'm very hungover. And I was like, no, I'm fine. And like, the whole time, not going to lie, I was like poker facing it because I had yeah. to drive and I, was, yeah. and I wasn't well and it was, you know, borderline illegal. And, um, you know, but I think... Probably, it's probably better than other people because I was smashing water and I was sober, but I just didn't feel well at all. And as the drive went on, I got progressively worse and Henry got progressively better. And when oh, we yeah. stopped at that Leon, I just laid down on this like yeah. diner area in front of like, I don't know, like 50 people or something. Yeah. And I'm there with my, with my arm over my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was during See, the time I- we had a manager who... Well, the band's manager was a slightly uh, pressure guy to image. And I remember yeah. Henry putting something online being like, here's the TM. And I just thought, oh, no, this is it. I'm <laughs> sacked. 
Oh dear, good times. Good times. Mm. But yeah. Right, well before we leave, because I think this is uh this has somehow gone over the zoom limit, but I feel like we're in. I feel like Zoom now are going, Oh right, you've gone over the limit. Here's a hundred and twenty pound debited from your account or something that's <laughs> gonna be like something weird like that. But when you think of like a recent um touring story, maybe something that kind of like is a nice distant memory because of obviously COVID being a uh an absolute fuckery with live events, what's a it can be funny, sad, it could be a bit of drama, or it could just be something that's a little bit heartwarming. Touring story that you can remember. Or that you um, can uh, uh, tell, sorry, not remember, because obviously you remember it. Uh, the last... Uh, I did... I filled in on the first week of a tour, super last minute, um, about this time last year, actually. Um, and I was away with my family and got this call like, right, this tour, I need someone to cover it. It starts Wednesday and this is mm. on like the Saturday or the Friday even. And I've just got to Centre Parks with my family to celebrate my mum's 70th birthday. And my oh. family never get together. So we're all together. And he's like, yeah, I need you in London on, on Sunday. To, oh. to do. And I'm like, my family never get, we haven't been on a holiday together in literally 15 years. And we're here and I'm like, it's my mum's 70th. And I'm yeah. like, I can't. And I slept on it, but I was like, I can't do it. Anyway, in the end, I ended up doing the tour with no... I didn't do the rehearsal, and I just went off and um, did the tour. And just the first night was the Wednesday, and I just went straight in. Wow. Um, it was also like an orchestra gig, which I've never oh. done, really. Um, and uh, it was all reading, which isn't really my forte. But anyway, it was fine. It, w- it was easy for a reading gig. I, it could have been a lot worse. But... I went on, did, did the week of the show, and it was great. I had a really good time. It was really cool. And it was, um, we were on a tour bus. Oh, um, mate. So sleeping on a tour bus, which has its pros and cons, but um, we were on a tour bus. And I left um, the tour on, like, the weekend, got back to London, and there was a gap. And then the, the, the original drummer joined, and he sent me a message on, like, the second day of him being back, like, mate, the driver hates me. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> And he was like, you just, you should have just stayed on. This driver hates me. And I was like, what do you mean? And he sends me these pictures. And he basically, on his little window that had been my bunk, and I had a decent bunk, um, mm. there was a little window, and he had had his phone on the window seal, and his phone fell down, like, into the, into the bus, like, oh. in between the window and, like, the side of the bus, but on the inside. And yeah. basically, while they're driving to God knows where, he gets a screwdriver and just starts taking the bus apart. Because his phone's oh. in there. So, like, day two of him being on the bus, he lost his phone down the side and had to, like, dismantle it. And they stopped at a service station. And the driver apparently came upstairs to do something. And he was like, what the fuck? Are you? Like, what have one, you done to Who are bus? you? And what are you doing to this bus? So that really, like... For me, like the tour, it went really well. I had a great time, and it was super last minute. It was something I was quite anxious about, to be honest. But it went really yeah. well. And then when no I rehearsal, that that no nothing. You've just gone in and gone smash. Let's go! Like, yeah, that's mad. By the way, like I would be terrified doing a gig with was, no rehearsals. It, I have done few, that before, obviously. The the few days leading up to that that first show on the Wednesday were not very nice, and even like mm. I, I ended up leaving on the Sunday. 
to come back, you know, the, the Sunday at Centre Parks to come back and like that mm. whole drive, I'm like listening to the set and there's different versions and blah, they're in rehearsals changing yeah. things as we speak. So it was hairy, but yeah, that really warmed my heart. Like the tour was great, what I did of it. And then when that happened, I was like, oh, that is amazing. Just the yeah. pictures of my mate taking this bunker part <laughs> with a screwdriver, <laughs> phenomenal. Because like it is a rule of thumb, but like it's almost like going to a restaurant, you don't fuck with the waiter, the waitress. Yeah. You don't yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. with the tour the tour uh driver tour, tour, yeah, he's your like, guy. tour bus driver you've always got to nice them up but they are like they're very very like you know they're really really particular so it's almost yeah. like you're coming into someone's house a little bit i know Definitely. it sounds a bit like not i'm not trying to shit on drivers at all but people like especially um touring musicians going onto a tour bus opposed to a van or a flight you go onto a tour bus it's like their escapism it's their like it's their their life now but actually yeah. a lot of people forget that it's this is where the driver works yeah 365 do you know what i mean people yeah. come in they're just like like the classic is no one left a mug on the silicone sticky grip tape yeah bus driver goes around a roundabout mug ended up in a bunk <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah so you gotta be nice to your bus driver because they are the cool. best and it is Shout up to them the if you're going to get, a, mate. It's up to them if you're going to get a nice, nice sleep. Honestly, exactly. Yeah, I bet that guy. I bet That's every it. time the guy was about to fall asleep, the bus driver just had a quick like slap on the brakes, <laughs> be like, "There yeah. you go, wake up." Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh god. Yeah, well, before we leave, then Henry, is there anything you would like to um, let people know about? It could be anything. So. Um, you know this can be anything this can be like oh you should really go and check out this netflix series this should be it's kind of like a pass on uh like pass on the, the whatever it is um i'll probably think of a better name for it but it's like this is something that i'm like really like even if it's a video game that you're bumming at the moment or like a series or a meal deal or anything something that you want to pass on the uh pass on the fun what would it yeah be? um maybe not that fun but in this lockdown um, I've ne- never really had any um, mental health issues and not saying that I do have mental health issues, mm. um, but I've struggled. There's been days where I've quite struggled during COVID and which mm. is quite really uncharacteristic of me, but mm-hmm. I have struggled. And what's really helped me is getting up in the morning, having a routine um, is, is I'm learning is becoming super important to me. At the start of lockdown, I'd been really good going to the gym before covid hit like the the first time in my life i was really enjoying being at the gym and having a good time and uh that obviously went away and i didn't work out and i just we just ate loads of loads of shit to comfort us we didn't know what was how long it was going to be or whatever Mm. um but what's really helped me out is having a routine eating good food um working out and um and practicing and then enjoying my leisure time so yeah. at the start of COVID, I mean, I've been pretty good practicing all the way through, but I would just do my practice. Then I'm kind of like, oh, my, de- my day's done. I can just sit and play Warzone for the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then you work. What, yeah. And then, but even little things like we got a dog um, during, which has been a blessing for me. Like she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and just like getting up in the morning, I walk the dog, I come in, have breakfast, go and drum for two hours, come inside, work out. And then uh, you, you kind of feel like you've achieved something. So yeah. I think it's important. Um, those little wins I'm finding are really yeah. helpful. Just getting those little W's throughout the day. And um, yeah. just trying to be a bit more healthy, especially in times when you can kind of be like, oh, fuck it, I'll just come for eat and watch Netflix. Yeah. You feel much better for it if you've, um, if you've got a few W's in, in the day. 
Matt, I think that's really, I think it's really important because like you said, you don't have any difficulties mentally, but actually mental health is something that is like a muscle. It is something that Definitely. needs to be tended to and worked out and worked on. And I Especially think if anything, moment, during these weird times, yeah, you've got to be aware of it. And like, like I signed up for cancer myself just to yeah. like go and chew, chew the fat with someone because yeah. it gets to a point where you're just having similar conversations with your loved ones and stuff like that. And it becomes a little bit, um, you know there actually needs to be some sort of coping mechanisms with it mate routines of what you're saying is perfect there's a podcast i listen to where he draws five uh boxes on a whiteboard and for every day he works out he puts a smiley face and for every day mm. it doesn't work out he puts like a sad face or a cross so when he looks at his week that's enough that he's like that workout is enough that he's achieved something and yeah. i think that's really important that you have that Definitely. sense of that's that's my achievement of the day done now everything else is free do you know what i mean so i think that's really important Definitely. sharing is caring that's what i'm going to call the segment sharing sharing is caring there you go that's it Henry's sharing is caring yeah. well mate thank you for doing this by the way because this is obviously like a, a a bit of a shot in the dark um a podcast about touring and stuff like that henry is is a very close friend of mine and he's someone that i feel very comfortable with so it was a, a good way to start it and there's definitely going to be episodes where me and henry come back and do random stuff that has nothing to do with touring like ufc or yeah. just random stuff <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but um but you know i don't care it's my podcast whatever so exactly. um <laughs> live your best life um, but thanks for having me yeah, man, man. I love you, brother. Yeah, Thanks, too, dude. I think that's another important thing as well that people don't say enough, especially dudes as well. They don't tell oh, yeah. each other that they love each other enough. But yeah, I love you, mate. So. Yeah, there you go. Nice one, dude. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. With that then, ciao. Ciao, Bella. Definitely going to need to think of a better outro for that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Long drives, late nights, and lobby calls. This podcast has it.